BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For the record, KD will soar in with a right-hand spike. Clay Thompson, three. Welcome to the Warriors Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, Golden State Warriors insider, Monty Poole. Welcome to the Warriors Insider Podcast on NBC Sports Bay Area, brought to you by Wendy's. I'm your host, Monty Poole. Today's guest is Warriors assistant coach Mike Brown. Last year at this time, he was an assistant coach, but not for much longer. He became the interim head coach during the postseason when Steve Kerr stepped down to deal with uh, some of the uh, after effects of the uh, back surgery that he had a couple of years ago. And uh, hopefully uh, this season we won't have that kind of upheaval in the middle of the postseason. But, Mike, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Yeah, money Anytime, buddy. Good to be here. So you guys are up one. Um, once again, you, last year you played a team that you're familiar with, the Spurs, a coach you're familiar with in Greg Popovich. Uh, is it different now? Because last year when you guys were playing the Spurs, you were you were the guy on the bench. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, filling in for Steve when he was out was uh, a unique experience for for me to go through, anyone to go through, especially during this time of the year. You know, that happens from time to time during the regular season. Uh, you know, with with uh, coaches, uh, where a guy may be out a game or two or whatever. And, and uh, you know, one of the assistants takes over. But uh, to do it during the playoffs and for as long as I did was uh, uh, a unique experience. But it was made easy because of uh, you know Steve and I talking every day, and and then you know the help from the front office and Bobby Myers and his group, and and uh, especially our players, our veteran players, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, uh, and and then you know our, our coaching staff. Everybody stepped up to the plate, and contributed just a little bit more. So. Uh, with with all the help and familiarity that was still uh, around from the previous two years, uh, it was a pretty uh, seamless transition. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, obviously, the goal is to make another deep postseason run. Uh, the goal is actually to repeat as NBA champions. Um, go back now to the beginning of this season uh, when you came to camp and. You know, we've talked about the different things in the past that have driven this team. I mean, being around these guys for a few years now, uh, Steve's first year, uh, it seemed that they were driven by just the joy of winning at, at, at a pace that they'd never won at before. They won 67 games, and it was a new thing. Winning was new. Success was new, and they really enjoyed that. The second year, uh, they were driven by, in some ways, the fact that people kept saying, well, you know, they won a championship, but, I mean, the Cavs weren't healthy, they didn't play the Spurs, they didn't play the Clippers, yada, yada, yada. There was that. So there was a sense that they felt they needed to kind of go out there and prove to people that they were legit, and they went out and they won 24 straight games, and they won 73 games in the regular season. So they were driven by that. Uh, then last season, well, <laughs> you go to last season, they were driven by the fact that they didn't win the championship the year before. They had a 3-1 lead and did not win. 
uh, and, and gave it back, the first team in NBA history to have a 3-1 lead in the finals and not win the title. So winning the title last year, they got that done, took care of Kevin Durant, brought him back. This year, what, is the, what puts a chip on this team's shoulder? I mean, what's gonna, what drives this team? Because you know how hard it is in that fourth year. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, you know, obviously to to do what this franchise has done and going to three straight finals, let alone appearing in one. And uh, you know, the thing that I think uh, it's going to help out is is this team is full of a bunch of competitors. These guys they have a competitive edge about themselves that uh, is is almost unheard of for uh, this many guys in a single group, and and and, and that's going to help. I think you know, Steve. His his drive, the buttons that he pushes, uh, the buttons that Bob Myers push. So, so those guys uh, do a really good job messaging to the group, and and uh, I don't think that'll change. And then you know we've had some adversity this year. I, I I don't think you can win a championship without having adversity throughout the course of the year at some point. Mm. And uh, we 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 experienced it. Uh, I, I truly feel like when you experience it, you're able to get through it, uh, no matter what the outcome. Uh, come playoff time, if you are a championship-caliber team, uh, you're going to embrace anything that you face in front of you. And, uh, you know, even last year we had some adversity, but people don't remember too much when, when KD got hurt. I mm-hmm. think we lost maybe three or four or four or five or something like that. You had a tough time. time for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we were up in Minnesota and we were kind of, you know, it could have gone either way. We, you know, we were having, we had a couple of meetings and, and, you know, for our guys to be able to write the ship and, and figure it out going into the playoffs was fantastic to see, especially starting the playoffs without Katie, you know. And, and then, you know, Steve obviously goes down after game two. I take over. I think at one point you look up at the scoreboard the first game that I took over, and we still didn't have Katie, but we were. I, think, I don't think that we were down 20 or something like that, maybe in the second half. And, you know, it, it, just the, the, the makeup of each individual in this group is uh, what – in my opinion, is going to make this playoff run uh, special. Yeah, you know, I, I was talking to David Fisdale the other day, and, you know, David's around, been around the Warriors for a few days, uh, observing things, just kind of hanging out. And, you know, as a guy who has coached, uh, coached the playoff team last year in Memphis, but more important, at least more relevant to this conversation, is that he was in Miami when the LeBron, Dwayne Wade uh, teams were going, and they went to the, the uh, finals four straight seasons. And they won, they'd lost in the first year, they won in the second and third year, and they lost in the fourth year. And what Fizz said was that, you know, it's, it's hard, really, here's why it's so hard to do. He said, because in that fourth year, guys have kind of seen it all and heard it all. And they kind of want to, you know, you hear grumbling about, well, do, why do we have to shoot around? Why do we have to do this defensive drill? You know, he says they want to they skip steps. And as a coach, you can't let that happen. Uh, he says, but at that stage, it's natural to d- want to do that because you've won, you've gone to the finals three straight years and you won back to back. So you think you got it down. Uh, what's kept this team going? And it, obviously, they're competitors. I, I understand that. But in, in the sense of um, what has driven them to the point where they won't let this thing fall apart? One of the things, and you know, I obviously was just been around. I spent time with them too, and 
and we've talked about that. And I think it's, you know, I think it's each case, uh, you have to take it by case by case scenario. Uh, their team, their players, uh, are obviously different than ours. And, and yes, this is year four, uh, for us, but, uh, you know, our, our guys, our guys haven't complained about, uh, much in terms of, uh, why are we doing this in practice? Why are we doing that in practice? Do we have to practice? You know, because uh, Steve has a great feel uh, for the group because he, he's been there, done that. He's right. experienced going to many finals himself. And so the way he coaches and the things that he does during the regular season, in my opinion, helps keep the guys' minds and bodies fresh. You know, I mean, he'll if a guy looks not just physically like he's tired, but if he looks like he's a, mil- a little bit mentally uh, tired or drained, hey, you know what? Steve respects that. You know, hey, t- take the night off, take the day off, go golf, go go recharge your juices or your your battery, uh, so you can come back uh, fresher and, and more in tune to what we're we're, we're doing. And so, I, you know, we we, we haven't necessarily ex- experienced that. I I think more so at least what. I, what I'm experiencing with this team is a couple of things. The first thing is to be the hunt, to be the hunted, to be the ones on top all the time. And everybody, no matter if they're a bad team, good team, or a mediocre team, or excuse me, average team, when they come play us, they're bringing their best game, mm-hmm. and they're bringing their best game because if they can get a win against us, it gives them the confidence and you know juice and whatever else to go ahead and possibly take off and propel their season. You, we experienced that. If you think about it, we played Utah uh, a little earlier in the season. Yep. They beat us, and they rattled off 13 straight. You know, it's same thing happened with Houston. Uh, I, there were, I, I think there was another team that, that I can't remember the, the team, but that we played them, they got a win, and they rattled off, you know, nine, ten games. Portland, I think it was Portland. Portland yeah, they got hot. Up there, right, right. And they rattled off nine, ten. Next thing you know, these guys are – fringe playoff teams and now they're in the third and fourth spot because you know of, uh, of in my opinion of how soundly they beat us in their opinion and, and obviously by, by the scoreboard so that, that is tough to sustain everybody's best effort night night in and, and and night out and and then just to mentally and physically keep yourself your body sharp for 82 games uh, time after time after time, in order to be the best, is extremely draining. And yeah. I don't care if you are aware of it or not, subconsciously, uh, that's very, very, very tough to do. Yeah. And, you know, you factor those two two things in where everybody's gunning at you, and then it's 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 almost impossible to, to be the best every single day uh, that you step out on the floor for, you know, going on four years straight now uh, makes the task a lot tougher than anything else. Uh, but, you know, our, our guys, they've, they've, they've been locked in in terms of uh, trying to do uh, whatever we ask them. Now, it doesn't always happen. But <laughs> right, they, right. They, they, they've tried, <laughs> you know, and, and we couldn't have asked for much more from our guys throughout the course of the year, in my opinion, uh, especially – with these guys being in the position that they've been in going on, like I said, four straight years now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one more thing that Fitz said that I thought was interesting. He said uh, one thing that sets this Warriors team apart from that Heat team in year four is that Kevin Durant is only in in year two. 
<laughs> he goes, yeah. you know, he said, now, if Kevin had been here for all four years, it might be different. But he said, for Kevin, this is year two. And maybe, in, you know, for him, he hasn't been through all of those long seasons you got the rest of these guys have. And so maybe for him, the edge is, might, might be a little sharper, and there's your advantage right there. That, that's a great point. You know, it, it is different. You know, it, like you said, Kevin's only experienced, you know, being the hunted, uh, at least at this level, uh, for, for now two years, you know, as opposed to four years. And he's only experienced the grind of trying to uh, play until late June uh, for one year now. He hadn't even experienced it uh, a second right. year. So, yeah, so, so you know, for, for us, I, you know, I, I think that's a, a really valid point. Uh, for the group that we have. Yeah, now I'm going to get off the, the postseason for a minute here, and I want to ask you about something else now. Uh, you've been here now for a couple of years, and you've seen how things work uh, as a coach. Now, you've had coaching jobs in the past, head coaching jobs, assistant coaching jobs. I mean, your career is you know, fairly well known, and you've taken teams to the finals as a head coach. You've won in the finals uh, as a head coach last year for most of the, the, the postseason there. What, how are you as a coach different here in, uh, in, in April 2018 than you were in, say, April 2015 or 16? You know, I'm, I'm able to, to step back, even though, you know, you've got to get things done the right way right now, you know, in the playoffs. You don't have a ton of time to, you know, to say, you know, we're going to let this thing play out however it plays out. And if it goes the wrong way or whatever you know we'll make adjustments but uh, you don't you don't have that type of time the one thing that i feel like i am i'm more patient and i look at the big picture uh, a little bit better now than a, a couple of years ago and, and looking at the big picture especially come uh, you know end of season playoff time uh that doesn't necessarily uh mean to you know that you have to have a lot of patience but it, it means that in my opinion, that uh, I feel more confident, more in control. Uh, I feel like I can, I can articulate a lot of different things to uh, to the group in a lot of different situations, and that brings uh, a calmness, in my opinion, again, uh, to whatever uh, group or whatever run you're trying to go on. Uh, I remember back in 07 when I was the head coach of, of the Cavaliers, uh, and we were going on our run, I was probably just as uptight as all of our players. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I can understand and, and, that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and now, you know, it's, it's a little different. Again, I feel like I can remove myself from the situation, look at it from afar, and be able to uh, make adjustments, uh, whatever, need, that, whatever may need be for our group, that will not only help us out technically, but also uh, help us out uh, with our confidence and and uh, so on and so forth. And you know, a lot of that comes from spending, you know, obviously more time in the league. No matter if you're in a good situation or a bad situation, I feel like you can learn. But uh, also spending the the year before I came here with Pop, you know, I, I was with him from 2000 to 2003, and then be able to spend that that year most of the year with those guys and see mm-hmm. how he is, has changed or transformed over the last 10 years or whatever it's been. And then, you know, the two years here and, and uh, I've been around a lot of great coaches and, you know, Steve Kerr for, uh, for a quote unquote young coach. 
is about uh, as good at messaging to the group as anybody I've been around. And you know, having said that, in my opinion, Pop's probably the best, but Steve is 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 uh, very close to to where Pop is. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're listening to the Warriors Insider podcast, brought to you by Wendy's. And speaking of Wendy's, the home of burgers, chicken sandwiches, salads, and of course those frosties. Uh, you might want to get a taste Frosty. of the Southwest. Yeah, you like those Frosties, don't you? We all do, man. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you might want to get a taste of the Southwest with Wendy's new Southwest Avocado Chicken Sandwich and Southwest Avocado Chicken Salad. Bold Southwest flavors topped with cool, creamy avocado, but they're only available for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Got to go out and get one when you can. Uh, you, you mentioned a word a second ago. You said you, you're more patient than you were, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, regarding patience, how patient are you in terms of wanting to get another shot as a head coach? We all assume that if you're an assistant coach and you know, you're a relatively young assistant coach, that you want to get another crack at a head coach. Uh, is it easy to be patient? Is it hard to be patient? Where, where do you stand on that in terms of looking down the road for yourself? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Monty. It, for, for me, uh, it, it's it's fairly easy uh, to be patient. But what part of it is I, it, I don't feel like I ever get too high or too low. I try not to ever get too high or too low. And uh, I try to, to stay as even-killed as possible. Uh, that's something that, that uh, you know, I feel like that's my makeup anyway. But that was reinforced by, uh, by Rick Carlisle, the, the years that I've worked for him. Uh, but you know, to take it a step further, the the thing I feel like that allows me to have the necessary patience that I need to have, uh, because yes, someday I would like to be a head coach again. Uh, but uh, the thing that helps me out more than anything else is, is being with this organization. I think if I was in a uh, with with a different group, a different organization, uh, if, if maybe if we weren't winning at the level we are winning at, or right. at the at least the potential to win at the level that we have here, uh, maybe you know I'd be chomping at the bits. But with with the group of players that uh, you know Bob Myers and Joe Lakeup and Peter, those guys put together, and the rest of the staff. I, I mean, these guys. Yes, it's, it's tough to be on top forever, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. this group. They're in their prime, and they have some young guys that can contribute. And uh, all that tells me is uh, they're going to have an opportunity uh, to, to stay on this run for uh, not just one or two years, but for many years. Yeah. Now, now in the NBA, as in any other profession in terms of sports, uh, there are great jobs available. There are good jobs available. There are job jobs available. And then there are jobs available that kind of nobody really, really, really wants, but somebody's going to end up taking. Um, uh, where are you on that? I mean, are you are you willing to be uh, selective in where you might go uh, regarding a head a coaching gig? Yes, I, I, I am. I, I mean, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, so no no, no going back to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're done there? No, no third time. <laughs> uh, Ty, Ty Lue's got that thing wrapped up. He's done a terrific <laughs> job up there. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, one of the things that that I look at more than anything else, you know, that there, there are only so many teams that uh, truly have an opportunity to win it each year. You know, maybe two to three. 
if you're lucky, maybe there might be a fourth team that have a legitimate shot to win it each year. And so then, you know, from there, you, you got to look at the, the makeup of the team, you know, the direction of the team. Uh, and I think as, as a head coach for me, when it comes to, uh, being selective, it's, it's not necessarily about going to a team that's quote unquote a winning team or that has a winning record. But, uh, the most important thing for me, at least what I've seen in winning organizations is that there's a connection between, uh, the front office and the coaching staff. More importantly, the, the general manager and the head coach, you know, you see it here. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve and Bob have a phenomenal connection. Mm-hmm. I saw it in San Antonio um, w- w- with uh, R.C. Buford and, and Greg Popovich now, you know, and uh, I, I also experienced it my, my, my first time in Cleveland uh, my, with myself and Danny Ferry. You know, the connection that we had was, was fantastic. And so I, I think more than anything else, um, you know, just as – much as a GM is probably looking at a certain coach for for certain things, uh, if it came to me looking to uh, possibly have uh, you know go coach another team, I would want that same feeling with with a general manager. You know, if there's that connection or that connectivity between uh-huh. the two, yeah. I think it can permeate throughout the entire organization, and it can uh, definitely uh, trickle down to uh, the, the players, the coaching staff and everybody else that's involved when it comes to winning basketball games. Yeah. You know, going back to last year, last postseason, uh, you know, when Steve stepped, stepped down for a few weeks, um, did you, did you, how much of that did you see coming? I mean, you watch, you're watching him. You're with him every day. You, you see what he's dealing with, and you, you were witnessing all of that during that time. I mean, so when he stepped down for a few weeks, when he told you he was going to step away because he needed to take care of himself, were you shocked, stunned, or did you kind of know that this was possible? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question, and, and reason being is, you know, you know, I, he's a Steve's a he's a tough son of a gun, and, and you know, I've been around him for a while. I, I knew him. Obviously, I coached him back in San Antonio when he was still playing, and uh, you know, he, he looks like this all-American guy, blonde hair, blue eyes, like a beach beach kid or whatever. But he, he's tough and he's competitive, and you know, throughout the course of the year, there were times where you thought that he was struggling a little bit with his health, but uh, he always seemed to be right there. And so it was it was really no different. I had gotten to a point where I, I was pretty comfortable. Even when I felt he was struggling with, struggling with his health a little bit, I just knew that, okay, yeah, he might be struggling today or he might have struggled the last couple of days, but uh, that doesn't mean anything. And so... Uh, when when he came to me and told me that uh, he he may need me to take over, I, you know, I, I, it, at first it jolted me a little bit, and I said, okay, you know what, he's going to be fine. And right. then when it finally happened, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I was I was stunned, <laughs> you know, yeah. because yeah. I, I I I knew it could possibly be coming, but I did not think it would come. If that makes sense, and so. Uh, it, it was uh, it was something that wasn't a surprise, but I was stunned by it. And uh, again, like I said, uh, having the group around me uh, not only helped me, uh, you know, get focused uh, or, or get refocused, however you want to call it, but uh, uh, they were the main reasons in terms of why we got through it the way we did. 
It, it seems this year, just based on my observation, and I, I, you know, I ask Steve about it every now and then, it seems this year he's a little better off than he was last year. Um, what's your vibe? No, yeah, no, no doubt. You know, and like I said, he he is tough, but uh, you know, and he might have had throughout the course of years he might have had a bad day here, a bad day there, but uh, you know, I, I think he's he's good to go and he's ready to you know take us to to the promised land again again here down the stretch. Yeah, um, a couple more questions, and I want to get back to the team now in the postseason. Uh, game one, um, uh, and we talked about this a little bit after game one. Uh, the decision to start Andre Iguodala, and Steve said, you know, Mike kind of came to me and, and, and put it out there. And it, you, you explain to me, but tell the people what your rationale was behind that. Well, you, you know, I, the, the direction that our game is, is going, or I guess where it is right now, uh, you know, it's, it's about length and, and, and athleticism and uh, back when I was the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, we went to the NBA Finals in 2007. We had a good team. I don't know if we had a Finals championship level team, but no, you didn't. you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I saw that roster, man. There was LeBron. There was LeBron, and there were a couple guys, and there were, and then there were some guys. Okay. So I'm sorry I had to interrupt you, but I, I remember that I, I do recall that team. <laughs> a little different, but uh, you know, the one thing that the one thing that I did feel because uh, you know we had a guy in LeBron James who could generate some offense for us, especially if we can keep the game close, was we needed to defend, and the best way for us to do that is uh, you know is to be as long and as athletic as we could be, and so I started uh, Larry Hughes, who was six six, uh, Sasha Pavlovich, who was six eight. Uh, LeBron at the three, obviously he's six eight, six nine. Drew Gooden, who's six nine, six ten, and Zajunda Solkowskis, who's seven one. And we came off the bench with Anderson Vergeau if we needed a center that had better feet and that could possibly switch pick and rolls at the time. And and so that's what we did. We we relied on our defense. We basically switched everything. And and when you switch everything and you have length and athleticism and people with good feet and, and that knew how to play the game. Uh, it's hard to score against because the ball is always in front of you, and there's no way for the ball to be able to turn the corner and get downhill to cause a double team or to cause people to pinch in for a driving kick to happen, especially come playoff time. And uh, so, I, I, you know, obviously we struggled down the stretch and we struggled uh, mildly uh, defensively. And, you know, we, we, we made a ton of mistakes in the pick-and-roll game, even the pin-down game. And, and so, uh, you know, I just – fought back on the time that uh, uh, that I was coaching in Cleveland and what I felt worked best for us, which was to be as big as you can in every position. And in my opinion, what that meant for us was, was Andre Iguodala starting. Now, with him in the starting lineup, uh, we're long, we're, we're athletic, we're very intelligent, we're a veteran team, and, and defensively we would, met, we would make less mistakes because uh, we'd be able to switch everything and just keep the basketball in front of us. It didn't matter if it was a pin down or pick and roll. And, and then if we had a mismatch, uh, you know, we were smart enough uh, and veteran enough to be able to bump the small guy out, uh, especially with uh, bigger guys on the weak side of the floor. And, and so, I, you know, I just I go on to Steve and, and, and uh, push that upon him and, 
and uh, you know he's the one at the end of the day that has to make the call, and and, and obviously he did, and and uh, and it worked out well for us. Game one, we'll see we'll see how it goes going forward, but it definitely right. helped us game one. You know, and also it, it might not be a move you make against every team you face. You know, but uh, in, in this particular instance, San Antonio Spurs, uh, who are known to be a smart team, uh, a team that doesn't make a lot of mistakes, uh, and that a team when you play in the Spurs, your margin for error can be very very thin. So. Uh, yes, you do have to be 100%. be aware of those things. So, hey, and I mentioned that the uh, Southwest avocado, but did I mention what's in that sandwich? Let me tell you. Okay? No. Let me let me explain to you. Okay. Yes. It's, please it's, do. It's, it's 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 creamy avocados, Southwest ranch, crisp apple wood smoked bacon, and pepper jack cheese on top of that fillet. Just saying. And it's available at Wendy's for a limited time. So, uh, again, if you have the chicken sandwich, you know it's for real. If you want to try chicken avocado, Southwest, you know it's for real, too. So you got to try that. I want to ask you about two more guys before we go. Go ahead. If you okay. want to have a sandwich now, man, you, you can go ahead. I'm trying to see, you know, if I say Wendy's, you know, 30 times in this next segment, <laughs> uh, can, can I possibly can you, get, you think can, they'll hook me up with two? Two <laughs> if you tell them how how much you like those frosties, you, you, uh, anything is possible. I mean, <laughs> oh, Kevin, I Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Garnett did say once upon a time, anything is possible. He said it very loudly. <laughs> uh, I, want, I want to ask you about two more guys before we get out of here. And, and, and one is David West. Uh, David actually said that for a minute there. He thought about retiring after last season. He won the championship for the first time in his career. But he said when he considered all things, you know, the group he played with, the, the franchise he's now with, uh, just where things were in his life, his, the way his body felt, he said he wanted to come back for another year. Uh, to me, he's been better this year than he was last year. <laughs> and I'm curious as to what you've seen from him uh, going back to training camp to up to this point, the, the current time here in April. Yeah, I, I thought he's been fantastic throughout the course of the year. There was a there was a, a part uh, part of the year where I thought he, he took a, a half a step back. You know, he, he had gotten injured not too long ago. Right, right. And then uh, you know, then right when he came back from injury, which is expected, you know, it took him a little bit of time to get back into. And he missed a couple weeks. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, and I think the biggest thing is is you know, obviously when you're when you're at his age and you've been out that long, it's more of a timing factor than anything else. The confidence is there. The know-how is there. Uh, you know, he's a, he keeps his body in tremendous shape. And so it's, it's just the timing thing, I, in my opinion, uh, because of the speed of the game. And uh, so it took him a little bit to, to get back uh, to the point to where he is now. But uh, the, the stuff that he brings to the table for us and the minutes that he plays is is invaluable, you know. And, and not only that, his presence on the bench, his presence in the locker room, yes, uh, it, it's been good. And and he's a guy because of all that stuff. He's a guy that literally can play, you know, he, he, another two to three. Years. I don't know if his wife will allow him, but <laughs> he can play another another two to three years if he really wanted to. Yeah, and, and the other guy I want to ask you about is Quinn Cook, and the reason why is because. Now, he's a guy when you guys signed right before the season started, literally right before the season started on the two-way contract, people were kind of saying, well, he's the guy that was at Duke, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What happened to him? And as the season goes on, he's up and down Santa Cruz, then with you guys, Santa Cruz, and back and forth, the G League train. And then over the last month and half of the season, he's playing a crucial role 
of for this team with Steph Curry out of the lineup. Um, are you surprised? I mean, what's your take on what you've seen and, and from, from Quinn and the way he filled that role down the stretch? Yeah, no, I, you know, I didn't know much about Quinn uh, prior to this year. And, you know, I obviously watched our D-League team play a couple of times, and, and, and I was impressed. But, you know, you don't know if that's going to translate to the NBA level, especially being a small guard. And Quinn is pretty quick. For being a small guard, but he's he's not jet quick like back in the day, Spud Webb and Muggsy Ball. You know those guys are are like jet quick, and, yeah. and Quinn's not necessarily that. Uh, you know, Kent Quinn is a scoring point guard, and, and so I, when he came up and he started to show the ability to get into the cracks of the defense and find holes to where he can raise up and shoot or get to his float game, and you know knowing how to use a pick and roll and come off at certain angles to be able to get downhill against the big and setting things up because of his ability to shoot the basketball and, and doing all this while while showing a confident a confidence level that you can't teach anybody uh, I started to become more impressed with him and then he did it game after game after game and uh, and then that's when I became a, a believer in Quinn Cook you know but it, it did take me a while just from the simple fact that I didn't know much about him before he came to our G League team and, and then watched him in the G League. You know, you're thinking maybe he's just able to do this down here, but uh, uh, he got up there and he showed quickly that he belongs. Yeah, and, you know, as we speak, it's been an interesting year for the Warriors. They won 58 games, which uh, compared to the last three years, it's a down year, yet 58 wins is a, a, rec- a number that most teams uh, will take gladly any year <laughs> so i'll take it yeah take yeah it. yeah 58 and 24 <laughs> is, is a pretty nice record to have so uh you take that and now as we are into the postseason uh the goal is out there to win 16 games and uh last year you went 16 and one uh i i don't know how that that's going to happen this year but i didn't see it coming last year either so who knows how this thing is going to work out uh, but, Mike, I just want to thank you for joining us. Uh, you've been listening to the Warriors Insider Podcast brought to you by, in case you haven't heard, Wendy's. If you haven't already, please, please, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with another guest. Thanks again, Mike, and thanks for tuning in. Ronnie, thank you, buddy. You got it. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.